Hubbard in the backfield, fake to him. A lot of room for Darnold to run, but he throws instead and into the end zone for a touchdown. Brandon Zilstra. Darnold to Zilstra, and just like that, the Panthers grab the lead. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth on a Wednesday morning, as we look forward to week three in the NFL, which will start tomorrow night with the Panthers, Texas. We'll get to that, and we'll start looking around here at some of the games, our thoughts, early thoughts, on, uh, on some divisional games in this block here. We got a lot to get to on the show here. But, Aaron, we asked the people at BetQL Daily on Twitter which game they're thinking about betting on among the five or, or four we threw at them. So what are the people saying here? Well, if you go to BetQL Daily on Twitter, it looks like the people are locked in on Cowboys-Eagles, <laughs> almost 50% of you. Um, we're going to get to that game in just a few minutes in this segment. But first, guys, let's get some quick thoughts on Panthers-Texans. We're obviously going to focus on this tomorrow, but quickly we can touch on it now. I'm agonizing over this game. I really am. It, it sounds so stupid. The, the, survive, the survivor yeah, angle. Yeah, I don't know what to do because normally I stay away from Thursday games and we have different options. However, the the big appeal with Carolina is if you look at their schedule the rest of the year, like I don't think they're this good. I don't think they're going to win the division, but they're a competitive team. They're probably going to hang around 500, right? Um, there aren't any other options the rest of the year. And if you can, if you can survive using a team that's in the middle, it feels like a big victory. I tweeted it out last last night. I said, so are we doing this? Are we are we using Carolina on a Thursday night, Sam Darnold in prime time? <laughs> I know the Texans have nothing. They have a third-round rookie quarterback that many uh, draft Knicks believe was overdrafted in that spot in the third round. Uh, he has a short week. He has, what, maybe one or two practices this week to get ready for a real NFL defense. While that NFL defense, playing like they're the best in the league right now, they get to prepare for him. A little to prepare, but how much time do they need? And some were like, oh, hell yes, we're doing this. And the others were like, are you nuts? I'll just use the Denver Broncos at home against the worst team in the NFL. So th- yeah. that, that's, that's my issue. I'm going to be thinking about this uh, until tomorrow night. I, I'm with you. I, I thought about it, too. This is the spot for Carolina. I, I do think they're pretty good. I mean, I, I think they might have a pretty good year. I don't think it's a great roster, but it just seems like they're off to a good year. How about this? I saw this yesterday. We'll talk more about it when we break the game down in depth tomorrow. You know, last week, I think this was lost in the shuffle of the game. The Saints only had six first downs against the Carolina defense. Six. It's a Sean Payton offense. Six first downs. You, you know how crazy that is? Remember last year when the Broncos played without a quarterback against the Saints? They had six first downs in that game. Like, it's yep. really hard to only have six first downs in a game. That defense allowing the least yards per play in the NFL – Davis Mills on two days of practice. How are the Texans winning that game? I, I I don't I don't know how they stay in the game. So I might be with you. We might sweat this tomorrow night. Might take the I, Survivor Panthers. Yeah, I I'm not sure. And you have to be careful with two weeks. That small sample size. You have right. to consider the strength of the opponent. But every defensive metric, the Panthers are number one in the NFL. And I, I want to get more into this. Like, how big is the drop off from Tyrod tomorrow? Uh, Tyrod was playing at a ridiculous level, by the way. Yeah. Let's not forget that. For a game and a half, he was 
one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And now we're talking about Davis Mills. And that's why people are talking about the Panthers. Yeah, I think it is a big drop-off. I mean, I think it's a significant one. All right, so we have the game coming up tomorrow night. We'll dive into that later. We got some divisional games this weekend, though, don't we, everybody? We got look, look, How about we go to the Colts at the Titans, okay? So Colts are five-and-a-half-point road underdogs. So the Titans, five-and-a-half-point home favorites, of course. Divisional game, Colts 0-2. It's been a disaster so far. Wentz hurt. We don't know if he's going to play. Let me start with this. How much of a difference is there? in how you view this game, if Jacob is the quarterback versus if Carson Wentz is out there trying to play through, obviously his ankles are, are bothering him right now. Because, I mean, typically you lose your quarterback. Like, we'd be like, I got to stay away from this. I don't know when this is going to play. Does it make that much of a difference? Like, you either feel like the Colts could cover and stay with the team they've actually played pretty well against over the years with Reich, or you think they're just this is a dead team walking and the Titans are going to run through them. I don't think the quarterback thing makes a big difference. Mm, really? You think Easton and Wentz is not a big difference? Uh -huh. I don't. Yeah, I mean, like how many stinks. points difference? Yeah. No, Wentz stinks. Okay, honestly, here's how I look at it. I look at it and I'd say Wentz is <laughs> is he outside the top twenty eight? <laughs> is he like I mean, he's around that range, right? Right. He's he's the he's a bottom twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. That's bottom what he's five, bottom six quarterback. Um, but if you, if we start talking about some of the backups that have already played this year, is Easton top 40? Probably not. Probably not. So there is a drop off. It's not that big. I, does, does Easton hold on to the ball as much? Uh, well, that's the, what I mean, like, will he just yeah. get rid of the ball, right? He might not make a play Carson could still make, but will he just get rid of the ball and not take backs and not, you know, intercepted on, on, his, on shovel passes? Yeah. Okay. So also like there's no explosion on offense. Indianapolis has none. Now you're going to the worst quarterback. He's out there. I don't have much interest in the game, but what I do find fascinating is through the first two games, the Colts defense has been bottom five. So they, they've been bottom five offensively, bottom five defensively. Makes you wonder if this line should be higher. How about you, Aaron? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Colts front seven is a tough front seven for a very reliant run game in the Titans offense with Derrick Henry. And then, as you were saying, Tannehill, he's terrible. He's been sacked second most in the NFL with nine. And then we all saw Henry just went off last week. Three touchdowns, mm -hmm. 182 rushing yards. So, I don't know. This is going to be – this is an interesting one. It might be a stay away for me right now. I don't have a good feel on what I'm going to do here. Yeah. Points, right? One. Both defenses are pathetic. What's the, what's the total here? 48.5. Yeah. I, I would think points. I mean, look, if the Titans didn't play the way they did last week, you would think maybe the Colts could pick them off, low-scoring game. But the Titans racked up 523 yards of offense last week, right? So if the Titans – if if the Titans' I, offense is, yeah. is coming now, I mean, the Colts would be in some trouble. All right, let's go to this next game. I, 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 let me just – I just said that I liked what I saw out of Julio. I wasn't expecting much coming into the year, but what I saw yeah. last week, if they can continue that, now the Titans' offense is a real threat. For sure. All right, let's go to Bengals-Steelers here. I heard you guys mention the first segment as I was trying to uh, get myself together here that Ben Roethlisberger's got the pec injury. So we have a Ben injury here. We have Burrow coming off of three picks. What do you make of this number, Joe? Three and a half. Oh, I mean, with the way the Bengals man. played last week against a Steelers defense that we know has played well now, right? It's, it's, it's two weeks. Um, they've gotten a lot of pressure. They beat the Bills up at Buffalo. The, the, I don't think the defense for the Steelers is the problem. It's, it's their offense. It's their offensive line. It's Ben. 
But this number is three and a half. Uh, my first thought was it'd be higher than this. I, I don't know what to make of this because, boy, if the Steelers can't win this game at home, it erases everything good they did in week one. If they lose to the Raiders and Bengals at home, erase it all. Like that Bills win doesn't even matter anymore because they've lost their first two home games. A lot of push and pull with this number. Uh, right now, it's gone up, so we've had some movement this morning. Now we're back at four uh, when the look ahead uh, was seven. Under the radar, Bengals' defense has been very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, they only gave up a little over 200 total yards to the Bears last week. Not that they're a great offense. We know they're pathetic, but, hey, g- good showing from them. They-, they need more from Burrow here. I don't know how you bet this game uh, unless you have uh, some more clarity on the final injury report. Like You just named all the things that are up in the air, and we're talking about not, not only cluster situation with the Steelers, their best players on defense, which is, uh, as we know, how they win games nowadays. Yeah, no, it, it, this is this, this feels like a game that is still there in the fourth quarter. If someone wins this game. I, I don't expect either team to be up much in this game. This feels like a very close game. All right, let's jump to the game that might be the game of the week, might be the one of the games of the year. We're just coming off of one with the Chiefs. I mean, they, they might play a lot of these games. The Chiefs will play two exciting ones in a row. Chargers getting six and a half at the Chiefs. Am I crazy for feeling like the Chargers, one, could win this game, but two... Like, I just love the points with, with the Chargers. I mean, the, the Chiefs don't cover. I mean, the Chiefs don't cover. They stop anybody. The Chargers' offense should score points. Now, could they stop Mahomes in the fourth quarter from taking the game? I don't know. But at six and a half, my first thought is, I got to take the Chargers here. Yeah, we're going to be here. I like here? the Chargers, too. I mean, I think the Chiefs yeah. are on a bad run, and I don't trust what I'm seeing from them. You mentioned they don't cover. Um, one eleven and one against the spread in their last 13 games. So the Chiefs were already in two close games with the Browns and the Ravens. They face another tough team in the Chargers, and I think the trend will continue. I like the Chargers plus seven. The Chiefs just seem flawed to me. They've really struggled. Justin Herbert, I think he's – Uh, you know, really good talent for a young quarterback. He's got some weapons. Austin Eckler had an outstanding game against the Cowboys. Um, The Chargers, they're one and one on the season. They're entering a pretty tough stretch. So they're going to be hungry. Obviously the goal for them was to start two and O, but they're on the road against the chiefs this week. And then they take on the Raiders, Browns, Ravens, and Patriots. They've got to, they've got to go. They need to go maybe four and two in these six games, and that would be pretty good for them. But I'm not I'm not saying I think the Chargers will win this game, but I think they can cover. I don't want to go too far here. Like we all agree that the Chiefs should be the favorite to win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yes. Okay. I, I just don't want to go too far here because this is obviously the best offense in the world. Now, how you exploit this Chargers defense so far, it's been running the football. And the Chiefs don't have a run game. So there, there's something else I'm taking a look at when I'm getting six and a half points uh, and how well Herbert has performed, or he did at least last year, in his two games against Kansas City. Six and a half, it's just way too much. I'm wondering if we're going to go back to seven, if people are going to go back to that well that have lost with the Chiefs in the first two weeks of the year and say, listen, no, this team's too good. Uh, the Chargers love to charger things up. you imagine that, that Bolts team last week? They didn't punt. And they scored 17 points. How does that happen? Not punting and scoring 17 points. 
So which team's going to have the, the bigger bounce back? Um, I, I'm with the side with, that's getting six and a half points. Give me the divisional team yeah. uh, with the talent that I like and getting six and a half with the Chargers. And you mentioned, Joe, there, uh, Herbert last year against the Chiefs in his first year you know, playing against – in fact, his first game, right? That was when Tyrod Taylor got the punctured lung. He had to come in out of nowhere. The Chiefs didn't yeah. even – like, the Chargers didn't even realize he was going to play. Like, he got in the huddle to start the game, and they were like, you're here? Like, where's Tyrod? But in his two games last year against the Chiefs, 68.8 completion, 113 quarterback rating, um, 58 points scored, almost 10 yards per attempt. So he lit him up. I mean, he really lit up the Chiefs defense last year. This feels like a shootout, and – I will take the charge with the points. That's my – I love that play. All right, let's jump to the game here that our listeners said they were most interested in betting on Monday Night Fall. The Eagles traveling to Dallas. Right now, Dallas three-and-a-half-point home favorites. As you'd imagine, they would be a favorite in this game. They're one-and-one. One. Eagles one-and-one. One. Here's what I find interesting about this. Is the Dallas defense better, or have they been lucky? Dallas's defense has gotten hmm. – it looks improved – because they force turnovers. Now, some turnovers, that's a product of a different coordinator, right? Different philosophy. You know, I don't think the turnovers are all luck. But Joe, they've they've won the they won their game and almost beat the Bucs because they took the ball away. So far, the Eagles offense been a little bit up and down. When it's good, it's good, right? And then they have spotty moments. They haven't turned the ball over yet. That that's what I'm looking at in this game. I feel like if the Eagles can protect the ball, I don't know if Dallas just stops them. The question will be is they take if they take the ball away from Hurts or the Eagles then I think this could get out of hand. Like that That's where I see the game going. This line hasn't budged. Look ahead three and a half. It opened three and a half. It's still sitting there at three and a half. I have no reason to believe that that's going to change. I mean, if we simplify it, you have a great offense in the Cowboys going against a great defense in the Eagles. Now, the question is with the other matchup, the Eagles offense, what are they going to do against that Cowboys defense? You really think that's the perception that they're much better? Because I look at them, they're 28th in the NFL in yards per play. That The defense is not improved. Well, not so, that much. You know what? I think you and I are on the same page, but I think people look at it and say, look, they've gotten better because they're making plays, right? They make plays against Herbert. They took the ball away. They won last week because it's turnovers. They almost beat the Bucks because of turnover. But I'm with you. I don't think it's much improved defense. That's why I think the game will come down. The Eagles protect the ball. They can win this game. If they You've got away, like I don't think the Eagles can make up possessions. The Eagles can't make up possessions. Right? Dallas's offense is too good. If they give away possessions, they'll just lose this game by ten points. I find it hard to believe that the Eagles could possibly look as bad as they did on Sunday at home against San Francisco. Island game big divisional spot you're getting more than a field goal i'm looking at the eagle side here's my hot take right now with the cowboys offense zeke is their second best running back <laughs> based on what i've seen based on what well, i mean seen. pollard yeah pollard runs faster gets to the hole faster gets down the field better i know yeah I, boy this is this is a good I mean, for a, a week three game you don't usually get these kind of like this is a big game for week three and really, oh, it's big for you. I mean, most of the country's like, well, yeah, that's all right. I get to see the Cowboys. Well, on National Twitter, Caribbean they're 10. interested. Yeah, because Joe G retweeted the it. Listeners, <laughs> the listeners know. They're ready. They're ready to get sucked in and bet the Eagles. We all know that's what's going to happen. All right. Coming up on this side, we got to go off the board here. I mean, there's a lot. A lot to get to on this Wednesday morning. More NFL coming up. Some great guests all to come. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth. Here on a Wednesday morning, BeckQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook on the BeckQL Network.
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.